Okay, and welcome to another episode of Stevenson's Mind. Today we're going to talk about the future. A future is a concept totally popularized and totally intrigued the lives of many. And just sharing my thoughts on what I consider the concept of future. Let's start with some uh, few quotes. Again, these quotes can be found on the internet. Here's one. It says, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. That's by Soren Kierkegaard. The future belongs to those who believe the beauty of their dreams. And that's Eleanor Roosevelt. The future belongs to those who believe the beauty of their dreams. Here's Einstein. He's trying to do a, a fortune teller future prediction. I know not with what weapons World War III will be fought, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. I know not with what weapons World War III will be fought, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. Um, so I think before we, we get into the future, we have to really define the concept of future. We have to agree on what the future is and also what does it mean? Why are we so intrigued, as I said earlier, about the the concept of the future? Is it because of the mysterious aspect that we don't know what's going to happen? That could be one thing. And then others are intrigued to know what is going to happen because then they can make better educated guesses on the future. So all this talk about futures. So I personally like to bring three elements together. So three principles when I'm, I'm talking about the future. So the first will have to do with the, the physics of, of what I consider the future. So if you go on to Wikipedia and if uh, you just type in future, uh, there's the concept of space-time, which is basically considered stretchy fabric that bends due to forces of gravity that are impressing upon it. So you've got a region of space. And if you look more detailed into it, you can see that there's different nodes or, or different points on the grid that a certain space can zoom into. And if we understand future as sort of like a timeline, and again, then we have to define time and agree on a concept of time, and we can get a better sense of the concept of future. So first off, we need this sort of geographical area to, to have a future in. So if we look at two points, so one going from A to B, we can reference three flags onto those points. I consider those the past, the present, and the future. So you've got a point A going to point B, and between those two points, we break it up into three sort of main categories, what we consider past, present, and future. We are currently moving in what we consider the present form. And once that has passed with the D, we consider it the past with the T. Now, this is something we can say that is stored in memory. Because then you can say, if you didn't remember the past, does it exist, right? So 
And then we gauge that because there's a past, there's a present, there has to be a future. And future is what is to come. And there's two schools of thought of this. What is to come is either predestined, so those that believe in destiny, and then what is to come can be created based on the decisions, actions, and thinking of the current present moment, which will affect the future timeline, and also based on past experiences. So the lessons you learned will affect the decisions you make in the current moment and will affect the the future timeline. So for me to sort of agree on a future, I have to have the space-time geographical area. I have to have the point A to B. And second, I have to have three reference points of past, present, and future to give the full holistic context so that you can isolate future and know what it is, once again, relative to the holistic concept, sorry, the holistic context. And then you have to see future as going from the present to the next step, which is what we consider in the future, which is further down the timeline. If you look at presentism, they don't agree on the existence of a future or a past. There is only the the current moment. So again, different perceptions put together onto a concept that we're deeming as what we call future. Um, also in physics, there's if if you're getting into light speed and light, uh, again, Wiki talks about the absolute future. Uh, light cone. So light cone. If we look at the the definition. It's in special and general relativity, a path that a flash of light emanating from a single event and traveling in all directions would take through space and time. So again, it's a timeline. So you can almost view it as a ray of light. And talking about a ray of light gets me into another sort of way of perceiving the future. So when we as humans uh, exist, we're existing in our present moment and also mostly in our eye consciousness. Uh, we're sort of viewing out into uh, physics, into the world. Um, if we can get into another step, which is after eye consciousness, so if we can sort of take a step back and look at the bird's eye view. So, for example, think of a plane moving from point A to B. If you are the pilot in the plane, you can only see as far as you can see or based on what your navigational tools can see and your, your sensors and your radar, etc. can see. But if I'm a person who's looking from the outside, I can see the plane moving from point A to B. I can also maybe see a hazard that's sort of in the route of the plane. Technically, I can see the future of the plane because I've got that advantage of the bird's eye distance. The plane doesn't have it. The object is on the receiving end, so I can see the future for the plane. Now, is the, the future destined? Well, if the pilot, say, for example, do something that takes it off course, a random change in course, then, again, the two schools of thought it was meant to be or the variability of that happening was just chance and coincidence. So the intrigue of future also is that mystery of not only what's going to happen, but also is it chance? Is it is it mystery or is it just patterns that you can actually calculate and see the permutations and make an educated guess as to what the next step is? 
there's two things I'm concerned, and you know, I'm sure people are generally concerned with the future is, and in terms of the intrigue, is to being able to predict it, and also just for entertainment value, what it will look like. In terms of what it will look like, you've got shows like Back to the Future, the three series, uh, Robert Zemeckis' take on on the future, which uh, Steven Spielberg, and um, you've got say you know when I was growing up we had the Jetson cartoon series, and that also you know showcased uh, the idea of what a future would be, and you know the idea with main sort of category they like to spend when talking about the future is technology so you know in both cases back to the future and the jetsons technology is a big important factor in sort of trying to decide what the future will look like it's a, a very good representation visually as well as representing the status quo of the time and also the thinking of the person in the future as to you know what things can evolve to and of course the classic uh, series of star trek you know showing that the future not only on earth but also in terms of outside in space conquering space and seeing new life forms in space that are maybe ahead of us um that is also the intrigue with romanticizing with the notion and and the concept of future uh, there are people like fortune tellers who, who make their living you know, trying to get you to see what the future is about um you know they take uh, money for what some might consider entertainment value and some might consider to be true. I mean, I've got some friends who who, uh, who have gone to fortune tellers and the event that they told them was going to happen did actually happen. You know, it's happened on a small scale. And then if you look more commercially, more popularly on a larger scale, look no further than Nostradamus. So uh, Michel Nostradamus, uh, he was a, a French a physician, uh, they called him a seer. Again, you can just wiki this. Uh, you know, he was an astrologer, and he wrote his book uh, *Les Prophéties*. Uh, it's a collection of 942 poetic quatrains, uh, and they were predicting future events. A quatrain is basically like a poem, like a stanza. Uh, traditionally, it consists of, of four lines. Um, so. He predicted the future not only in sort of uh, small events that would happen, but also major events. I mean, he spoke about Napoleon. He spoke about uh, Adolf Hitler. And then he also spoke of uh, the Twin Towers and you know what would happen there. Uh, he was um, heavily into occultism and also horoscopes. Um, and, you know, a lot of... Uh, futurists or fortune tellers or seers they depend on the celestial bodies uh horoscopes planetary movements what's happening outside of the earth and again if you think of that bird's eye view i was talking earlier if you're looking at a bird's eye view outside the earth uh, the planets are lining up to say for example a cause that's happening on earth and if we are able to see the, the patterns of the planets or look physically as to what uh, is giving us the insight of the future, that information is already there in the planets based on what's what's happened at a, a larger distance away from us. Again, 
stepping outside of eye consciousness, stepping outside of our patterns, out of our going through the movement, the planets are the bird's eye view of the movement already happened. So that was their clue of being able to gain some insight into the future. Uh, we hear of psychics and, you know, their way of being able to, to tell the future. Um, you know, some getting a feeling, some getting insights, some getting visions. It could just be that they are a privy to getting an advanced pattern recognition on light cones. So if we agree that, you know, the future, as I said earlier, is a point A to point B on a, a real light, they sort of are able to tune in to the frequency of, of that light and, and sort of get information that a regular person might not be able to. So that's that's one way of, of predicting the future. Um, so we can also be concerned with the current patterns uh, that we can recognize and being able to make a mathematical guess or a educated guess, again, based on clues, uh, based on these patterns. And again, the two schools of thought can say what does finally uh, come out as an outcome um, is either destiny, which means it was planned, there was a purpose to it, there's meaning behind it. Otherwise, it's just a random coincidence of, of variables and, and the permutations of those variables. So again, just keeping it to space-time, keeping it to the three reference points of past, present, and future, and also, you know, finalizing it to that, that point of present to the future. When you put the three principles together, you can start to get an understanding of, of the concept of future and what it means in terms of intrigue. And also for you personally, what do you want out of the future? Do you want to know what your future looks like? It's, it's like when you have a baby and you keep the gender a secret for the element of surprise. There is in the Nityanandam tradition, which is a Hindu uh, tradition for recognizing uh, a person who they consider as an avatar. And there are these group of sannyasis under this study, and they're known as the Balasans, and they can actually read the cosmos, and they claim to be able to tell your future. So you can ask them questions about your future, and they will consult with the cosmos and, and give you the, the answers. From what I've heard, uh, some items have been true. Um, so would you go to a Balasan and would you request to, to see your path? Or do you want uh, the mystery taken out? Can you handle the information that they might give you, whether it's good or bad? Um, do you just want to not know the information because of you know whether you consider it good or bad? Or, or do you want to know the information, especially if it's something negative or bad that you might be able to chase, change the course of, of its outcome. Again, you know, it depends on your strength tolerance. And with the the future, the the other thing we can look at is is it a, a memory? Is it something that's not only based on what we consider a, a timeline event, but if we didn't have a, a memory of the past, um, then the the future that that is happening we could definitely say is random because we don't have uh, capacity to contain the patterns that we are making educated guesses on. So again, it comes from perception. It comes from uh, philosophy of what you consider uh, past, present, and future to be. 
what you consider is your tolerance for wanting to know what the future is. And um, again, we can't escape the entertainment value of it. A lot of movies have been made um, just to entertain us, to intrigue us. And I guess uh, we could ask ourselves, do we create the future or does it in turn create us? So again, getting into destiny or, or permutations of current variables that are acting in mathematical harmony to give us a, a desired outcome. Do we create the future by the decisions we make today? And if we do, um, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Should we actually try to steer course for the future and have it give us a desired outcome according to the thoughts that we have as an intention? So, or do we just, because there are so many variables, it, it, it's like a chess game where in the sense you can plan a move, but the variables for the counter move are, are not infinite, but there are many that we consider them to be infinite. So should we even bother playing with that? Um, is it heresy to play with that? You know, again, different schools of thought on it, different attitudes towards it. If we believe in multiple universes, would there be the concept of multiple futures? And again, different permutations of all those variables. It gets, uh, it gets mind-boggling. I think that if you try to predict the future just for a mental exercise that's good um, try to assess what your your current patterns are uh, try to see uh, a common theme in those patterns uh, try to get a, a common sense of what sh your characteristics are and how you might react to a given situation a given moment um, a given task that'll affect the outcome of what you consider the future uh, the more you work with it, the more you'll be able to see the different possibilities. And, you know, this again comes from board game playing, especially chess. Uh, the more you're involved in it, you sort of build up that reflex. You build up the the neural pathways in your brain to, to sort of have different foundations that build on each other. And you'll be able to recognize patterns much easily. And... The, the future that you'll create will be better because you've positively and proactively tried to push ahead in that timeline and not as much be a victim of that timeline, but try to sort of control the direction and the intention of the timeline. And again, you know, what we, as I said, consider to be a timeline, um, it might not be a timeline. It could just be random events and because of memory it it makes it a timeline for us so then in that case there is no real future we should just be concerned with the present let the past be the past uh, the future not bother and just only only live in the present so you can choose whether you want to live in the present or you want to live future oriented again you know when you have those bank investments, registered retirement savings accounts, you actually put your money away today for the future because you expect you'll live to that point that you can also not only take the tax deferral from it, but there's just that mentality of saving some money aside for a future benefit. So knowing that you'll be there at that point in that timeline, 
again, along those different nodes from point A to B and preparing for that. So I think it's a good balance to definitely be future-oriented, think about the future, try to create it, and also balance it with living in the present and also from learning from experiences of the past. So future, it, it can be complicated, uh, agreeing on what it is or what it isn't. Uh, there is room for that as well. But it comes down to uh, a very simple ideology, which is, is it destiny? Is it already been planned? Um, or are you organically weaving the timeline as you go forth? So that's it for now and hope to see you on the next episode.